again. This is Chad, Larry, and Dawn with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros talking real estate this morning. And we're glad to be here. Glad you're here. Join us live if you have a question or comment at 803-799-TALK. It's 803-799-8255. And join us anytime you'd like online at palmettorealestatepros.com to listen to our previous episodes. And uh, today... Hopefully you can join us for the full hour. If not, tune in at your convenience at palmettorealestatepros.com. Isn't that great? That's a, that's a good intro for what we're talking about today. And <laughs> Dawn has a real-life experience with what we're talking about when she first came with us, Chad. Well, let's talk about that. What are we talking about? We're talking about real estate, obviously. And one of those things, we try to take a, a topic a week and kind of do a deeper dive on it. This is why... If you're listening in, you may want to check out the podcast because each show we kind of try to contain a topic. Now we go off subject occasionally, once in a while, occasionally because it's just uh, it, it leads to other things. But today we're talking about due diligence. Now what in the world is that? Due diligence isn't that fun? So um, everybody kind of thinks about when you're buying a house. You know, you think about it's the. My- favorite topic exactly (laughs) it's so fun so when people think about buying a property they think about the property you know whether it's commercial or residential owning the property whatever that looks like for you and your family in that house cooking out having friends and family over or if it's a business you know making money with that business you know making it making it sing if you're buying an apartment complex or something (laughs) like that but at before you do that, before you buy the property, there's something that hopefully you're doing, and that's that due diligence. That's little baby steps till you get to the final deal. Right. So due diligence would probably be defined as, uh, you know, the 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 work you do or the the um, the things you're going to do to determine whether what you're looking at is as it's presented to be. Um, so, so if it's residential can i elaborate yeah go ahead can i elaborate yeah so due diligence right finding a property is the first part like you said commercial or residential that's the first part and you go in and you look around and hey the you know landscaping looks nice and the walls and the paint look nice um and due diligence is when you get to start like really doing that forensic dive into it whether it's uh interior and exterior inspections of the building meaning electrical or plumbing or the roof or you know attic for residential um for commercial it's you're looking at the accounting you're also doing the building inspections if there's cracks in the uh in the side or in the foundation you get to you know do your uh maybe an engineering report um for commercial we're looking at development we're going to have to do an engineering uh, an engineering perk test to make sure that you know we could put septics in for these well think about that don so, just something yeah. so simple even if you were buying a residential house and you wanted to build on land before you can build on that land you have to determine if the land suitable to be built on that's part of due diligence and certainly you Correct. don't want to just buy it and think, okay, I'm going to do this, this, or this with not knowing whether it's going to support whatever you're trying to do there. That's part of your due diligence. And so every all of these things we're talking about, the due diligence, have a timeline associated with it. It doesn't just go on forever. Yeah, it's your discovery period to make sure that 
everything looks as good as it should be and you're confident moving forward that the house or the property isn't going to fall down, collapse financially or physically um, once you take ownership. Exactly. And all of these things have to be done in a timely fashion, which is outlined in the contract, right? I mean, this is what the contract is for. And this is why you want to work with someone who's a professional in the industry, because if you don't know that and you're just making offers and you're not planning on the due diligence, you can end up getting ahead of the game a little bit where you're you know, putting offers in on stuff and not make, making sure you're following the timelines outlined in the contract, which uh, we've seen before. Huh. Yeah. And you could lose or you can lose a lot of money if um, if you're not following that timeline. And we're part of working with a professional real estate agent is our part of our job is to make sure that our contract, like you're still within your legal right to have when you deposit earnest money. Um, that you have the legal right to get that back should you choose not to move forward. That's exactly right. And, Dawn, I think we have a caller. Sonny is on the line with us. Sonny, how how can uh, we help you today? You have a question or comment for us? Oh, it's Sonny. Okay. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. It's okay. People get, I'm transgender, so people get my name wrong. It's Sonny, not Sonny. <laughs> well, kind of welcome to the show. <laughs> I identify as a female, not not a man. Even though I uh, biologically am a man, uh, I used to be Sonny. Now it's Sony. Okay. Well, tell us what your comment or question is for us today. So I have a serious question for you guys. Um, so I have a house, and it's um, I'm trying to sell it. I'm trying to like I was going to sell it for a certain amount, but then uh, the water faucet. Uh, started it broke in the bathroom and now it's just been uh, shooting water out and the next thing I know there's water damage on the wall and I was gonna sell let's just say I was gonna sell for a hundred thousand but there's water damage now on the it's just like a thin wooden panel so I want to replace the panel but that's gonna cost I don't know a thousand two thousand dollars I have no idea we will want to here we'll give you some ideas on that okay so uh while you're uh, thinking about this this is a common thing that happens in houses and so what um what they're referring to here is something that's gone on in the property and this this is a good point because just like in this situation where you have a house that you were looking to sell for a certain price something happens in the house this is part of the reverse due diligence because when you're selling you want to think like a buyer what would the buyer think when they're coming into this property? What do I need to do to address this? So let's just take this example. The water um, leaked. It sprayed on the ceiling. It damaged the walls. So there's one of two things need to happen. One thing is you need to disclose that as a seller. You have to disclose what you know has happened in the property. And then on the other side of that, you either need to fix it or give a price concession to offset for what you know is wrong. What you don't want to do is just paint it and then there'd be rotten wood, mildew, mold behind the wall and you've not addressed that because that's where you could get into, you know, legal jeopardy. And so during your due diligence, if you're um, a buyer looking at that property and you don't know that and it wasn't disclosed and then you find it out later, that could be material 
um, you know, fraudulent material fact of a material fact. And so you don't want that to happen. So this due diligence is really important. Just like the caller said, you want to let people well, know and fix whatever you know. So it's but not becomes and, a problem before and, closing. And if you don't have the money, make an allowance for it for the for the buyer. Right. And, you know, we you give us a call, Sony, and uh, we can probably recommend some handyman to come in and at least give you a quote for what it might cost to fix. It's probably it doesn't sound like it's going to be that expensive to fix, quite honestly. Uh, water um, is uh, uh, and it's, it's damaging, simple. but it, it can be fixed. Right? Yeah, for sure. Easy. And I think we only have about 10 seconds left or so. So what we want to do is remind you before we go on break to ca- stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. See you in a few minutes. We're back. This is Chad, Larry, and Dawn. We're all here. We're here. Uh, Welcome back. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. If you weren't here before, you don't know what's going on. We're here talking about real estate. We're talking about due diligence. Uh, We had a caller ask about some water damage in their house, so they're looking at maybe selling a house. And so the reverse of due diligence, you have to do your due diligence when you're selling. And, um, you know, Dawn, during the break, we were talking about investors, and we've had investors come to us and say, hey, I want to sell my house. And they want to sell it as is, which is fine, but that still doesn't mean you can't, you don't disclose what you know. You still have to disclose what you know. It, it's not an out because you're selling something as is. And then you do your own inspection, an, too. Right. Right. Well, and it's not an out just because you've never lived in the house. I mean, if you've owned the house for any length of time and it's been some type of rental or you've used it for, you know, Airbnb or whatever, or even just had it and held it, you know, at some point you've probably done some type of updates or repairs to it. So you disclose what you know. You don't disclose what you don't know. Well, that's like banks when they repossess a home. They make no disclosures whatsoever. Well, and that's a good point because we've bought houses from banks before. and, And the standard contract, this is kind of one of the things we wanted to cover, is how long is the due diligence period? Well, it's however long the contract allows for. You could make a provision to make it longer or shorter or not have any due diligence. You know, there's been houses we've made offers on where we said we don't, we're buying it as is, no diligence, which means it's a hard contract. And if we don't follow through with that contract, we lose our earnest money. And um, so you can do that. You just want to be sure what you're buying. However, we've bought um, a house through a bank before, and I remember on our contract, the standard contract at the time, I think it still is, a 10-day due diligence period. And the way it reads is it's 10 business days. And so guess what you have to do? You have to take uh, your calendar out and count (laughs) the business days. And what is a business day? Well, that's a working day. It's a working day, or the way most people consider that is a bank day, a day a bank is open. And it's so if holiday. exactly it's so if Monday July. was uh you know a, a federal holiday Martin Luther King Day yeah. yeah that wouldn't count as a business day so there'd be another day added the weekends don't count if you had an offer accepted at eight o'clock on Friday that doesn't count the next day starts the business day so you have to have to know how to read the contract but the point was on That's this why you need professional help exactly. The if you remember though, and I and we'll see this probably again as banks start taking more houses back when when and if that happens, 
the bank has an addendum that that uh, goes uh, along with the contract, the the standard contract in whatever area you're in, and their addendum supersedes, and they say this on their addendum, it supersedes whatever is in the contract that you signed. And um, this particular one that we did, it was a seven um, calendar day due diligence. And so we bought the house or we made the contract on a Friday night. So that means starting right then, basically you have seven days. That's kind of tight if you're going to get a heat and air plumber out to a property, get electricians out there, get a home inspector. That's a, that You have to do that very quickly. And so you need to read whatever you're signing and make sure you know what it is so you're not caught with like, uh, well, I needed more time. Well, guess what you do if you need more time? You're out of time. Well, you have to write it. You have to do an yeah, addendum. If they accept uh, it. Yeah, you have to ask for it. They don't have to accept it if you right. sign the contract. Now, you could back out, I guess. So this due diligence period is is super, super important because this is the time you have to look and see the product that you bought is what you thought it was. Correct. Yeah, remember that uh, deal I did when we first you had started the show with this when we when I first started with y'all in 2019, I had a portfolio of houses for sale and an investment company, a big, well known throughout. Uh, we will not say there. the name. Right, they came in and they put in an offer on three of the properties, and uh, you know, a couple duplexes. And a triplex, so multifamily housing, but still under residential as far as banks are concerned. Anyway, um, we went through their due diligence process, and uh, the day after due diligence, I, you know, got a hold of them and like, hey, you know, you're gonna move forward. And they came back to me and said, we're pulling out uh, of the contract. Yeah, we're gonna cancel the con. No, they wanted they wanted like twenty thousand dollar reductions on these you know sixty thousand dollar houses so their due diligence period had expired just a recap had expired the days had expired and they wanted a concession basically and their due diligence had expired and because of they they were saying because of the condition they were wanted to renegotiate basically and uh, they had thirty thousand dollars in in earnest money correct that's right. $10,000 per house. So at All which right. point I, as a licensed real estate agent, looked at the contract. And I went back to them and said, I'm sorry, but your due diligence has expired. So the sellers would like you to either move forward at the prices originally negotiated or release the earnest money to them immediately. And guess what the uh, company did? They bought those properties because $30,000 is a lot to leave on the table and not get anything for it. So this is why that due diligence is important. And this is perfect timing because Erica is called in. Erica, are you with us? Erica, I'm here. That's great. And, you know, we're talking about due diligence today, Erica. And and (laughs) the first thing really with due diligence for a buyer is to see if you can qualify, (laughs) right? Yes. Yeah. Erica, we don't know anything about that, do we? Oh my gosh! Yes, so, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> you know that's why you know. I think sometimes people think that we are like trying to pressure them to get us their documentation. They're like, I mean, I'm going to get it, and I'm like, you're tick 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 tock. We're on a we're on a we're on a clock. What's so important um, about this, Erica? I mean, you, you from the the lending perspective, you you need to know what they're bringing to the table, their their numbers, you know, how much they make, you know, their credit, all that kind of stuff. 
But on the real estate side, we need to know, is it, should I go show these people properties? Number one, and it's not to be mean, like you said, it's not just because we don't want to show people houses, but not only does it make it difficult to know whether we should show them houses at all, it's what kind of houses, what price range. And that's the stuff that you do. Well, and it's, it's very hard because we've gotten into some situations this week where, you know, one of the things that we discuss is what do you currently have in the bank? Because in, in, in That's the That's too personal, Erica. You, you want to know what they have in the bank? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to buy a house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let's just say on the off chance that you find a seller that is willing to pay all your closing costs and you get a down payment assistance loan. People think that that means that they need zero funds in order to enter into a real estate contract. And I said, no, you know, you're going to have to have earnest money. You're going to have to have appraisal money, inspection money. You know, you're going to need, I don't know, $1,000, $1,500 right off the bat. And people don't understand why I don't want to pre-qualify somebody that has $8 in the bank. You know, them, them telling me I'll get the money is not... That's not an acceptable source to pre-qualify. You know what? Frankie Griffin, our old pal, uh, used to say there's one type of discrimination that's always allowed. Financial. You have to have the money. I mean, you have to have some kind of qualification to buy something. We don't care what kind of skin color you have, what religion you are, whether you're trans, bi, whatever. None of that really matters. What matters is do you have the financial wherewithal? Uh, the money in the bank or the credit or both to actually move forward and buy something. Right. And I think sometimes people, they'll get this impression and I've heard this over and again, you just don't want to help me. That is absolutely not true. I just, my job is to make sure that when I issue a prequalification, it ends up with you at a closing table. And I know from my experience, the things that can detour and delay closings are adequate funds to close, and actual qualification for, for your mortgage. Yeah, don't forget to turn and your blinker it, it, off, Erica, when you're done. Oh, thank you. Can you hear that? <laughs> um, that's, that means that, like, listen, my phone is great. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, that was so cool. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 don't want, I, I don't want there to be misnomes out there. Also, if you tell me I'm getting gift funds, I'm going to want that gift letter executed before we get under contract because we want to make sure that the person that's committed to gifting you those funds to close understand the requirements needed from them to be able to do that because I don't want us going through a fire drill four days before closing because we don't have funds to close. So I tell everybody that's why it's really important to get all of those things figured out. What you're hearing, that, if you're listening, awesome. if the folks out there listening, they're hearing a professional speak. This is what professionals do, right? They they take the time on the front end so there's not a problem on the back end. And so when we're asking all these questions on the front, it's not to be mean. It's not to say we don't want to help you. It's to say you want the best possible process to go through to the end. Then let's go ahead and talk about these things now. Because what kind of professional, like a doctor, would say, you know, hey, we, we need to have open-heart surgery, and um, 
you know, just show up and uh, we'll we'll hope for the best once you get on the table. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. Here's once you your anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know how it goes. By the way, this is the guy in training. <laughs> right. You're going to know, hopefully, what's going to take place before you get there. And this is what we want in the real estate because there's a lot of parts and pieces. Uh, there's moving parts, right? And, um, you know, you want to make sure that process is, is there till the end. I like what you said, Erica. You want to see them at the closing table, not just you know, um, you know, going through this and saying, well, I'll make it easy. So they think I'm nice on the front end, but you're never going to no. close. That's not going to, that's going to waste yeah, that's everybody's not my time. Job. You know, I, I want people to feel, feel comfortable with the process 100%. But I, I do not want to have to make a call and say, you know, you said you were going to have the money and I trusted you on that. Even though my gut told me that we need to have verified funds. And now we're going to delay the closing, and the seller doesn't want to extend it, and we're past our five days financing contingency. They could keep your earnest money. Exactly. We're in trouble. And we're in trouble. We've been so, there and done that, too. We've worked with other yeah. other folks who had their own lenders, and they didn't want to go with the professional we recommend. Sometimes it's okay. But we've been there and like, you know, hey, we have a major problem right at the end. And like, how could this be? Now, sometimes that's unavoidable if something comes up or something changes. But there should be less of that ever happening if you're working with someone who's been around the business long enough to know, like, hey, I can see around corners enough. Uh, not that they have a crystal ball, but you know what to expect and you know what you've seen in the past. So you can make good decisions now to avoid that as best possible. Hang on through the break. We'll see you shortly. Erica, thank you. Sorry we got you cut off. My pop, my bad. <laughs> and welcome back. This is Chad and Larry and Dawn with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. We are talking real estate today. As always, thank you for joining us. You can join us live if you have a question or comment at 803-799-TALK. We're talking about due diligence today, which is a fascinating topic. Uh, you know, so so exciting when you talk about these things. We do it every day. Yes. But every single day. We're <laughs> it is one of those topics that you just have to cover, right? Yes. And this is part of what Erica was saying when you when you're talking about getting into real estate, whether... It's not even just getting into real estate. If you've been in it a long time, it's always a topic of conversation because sometimes in the process, the due diligence process where you're examining what you've made a contract on, an offer on, um, things can, can, can surprise you. You know, and this, this applies. We've been talking a lot about residential, but in commercial, how long is the due diligence period in commercial? We talked about. Uh, in residential, it may be ten ten business days, standard South Carolina contract. Dawn, what do you, what do you, what do you see in on the commercial side? How long is due diligence? I mean, you know, I usually ask for six months, but it can be done in as little as a uh, you know thirty days, forty five days. Right. Uh, you know, we're looking at opening a property or an opening a business in Oregon. My my uh, my dad and I, and we have another partner. And part of this due diligence is making sure that it's compliant within the city. And, you know, like, are we going to get our permits through the city? Because, you know, is it legal? That's one of the first questions. So, so due diligence with a business or with a commercial property is much more detailed because you have so many more more things to look at. 
And I can kind of correct. think of due diligence as dating, right? <laughs> it's just like dating. They get well, to know each other. Period. Yes, you you kind of go on a few. You you know, see, see you like what you see. Maybe you've you know you, you go out in love in a few months. <laughs> well, the, Is the, there going to be dating remorse? Right. The thing with occupancy is a different thing that the city does too. If you you get a permit to do what you want with the city. And then before you can sometimes inhabit that building, they come in and do another review to make sure that's it complies correct. with occupancy. Well, that's before. Well, that's exactly. after the due diligence that's period. Af- that's after. But before that, you want to can't put anybody in it until the city says it's okay. That's right. In fact, the city wants um, wants floor plans of the building, and we're asking for the building to be subdivided. And the city is going to need to come in and do their fire inspection, make sure that, you know, there are fire extinguishers there and there are properly marked exits and um, that, you know, our, what's our occupancy going to be based on the square footage we have and the use that we want. And this so, is part of you know, that process. Of and the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do we have right. adequate parking for our guests? Exactly. That's a big thing. Yeah. And in and any that, property. That's been one of the that yeah, you're purchasing you want to make sure the numbers work if it's a commercial or a income property so if mm-hmm. it's a multifamily property and let's just say it's a hundred units do you want to make sure there's what the leases are on those properties i mean on each unit then you need every single lease do you want to make sure the rent is being paid because could the seller say hey i've got a hundred percent occupancy and a hundred percent people are paying Show me on, on paper. Time. Right. How on do you time. verify right. that? Paper. How long does you that wanna, take? That could take a minute. Wanna, <laughs> do you want to know what type of uh, expenses are going into repairs and maintenance? You know, how exactly. old is the building? Is the building over 30 years? Better get those maintenance records. So these are all the things that you could have a ton of deferred maintenance, um, you know, that that is not taking place. These are part of that due diligence period, and you want to make sure you're inspecting uh, those units and so this applies on a single family may be a little easier obviously single family house you hire an inspector they can come out take a look at the property go through the property they go in the roof up uh, in the attic excuse me i was gonna say go in the roof they go in the attic if there's an attic they go under the house in many cases your pest control guy is going to crawl under the house your hvac folks so but think of all the components of a house just a single family house that could break, that could have a problem, that could have had some issue that you don't know about. How are you going to know about that unless you, you know, take advantage of your uh, your due diligence period? And that has to be done quickly. And so a good um, person representing you, an agent, or if it's yourself, you're going to make sure you have that timeline down and know you have to have everybody, so not just have their report to you, or go out and look at the property, they have to have the report back to you before the inspection period ends because, Dawn, just like your example, they were one day out of due diligence with this $30,000 deposit they Mm -hmm. had on the line, and they were one day outside of due diligence. And so when you reminded them, hey, um, (laughs) we appreciate you uh, making the offer on the property. Um, How do you want to proceed as far as giving us the deposit back? Or making well, it, so giving it are, over to the owner. It kind of changes the I tune. Wasn't, I wasn't talking to the buyers directly. I was talking to their real estate agent. So their real estate agent is really the one that dropped the ball. 
And I would have hated to be that person that had to go back to these buyers and say, ooh, um, you're going to lose $30,000 or buy the houses. Not a fun, not a fun conversation. Opposite of fun. All right. Rather stressful. There's a timeline <laughs> involved, and you have to look at those yeah. dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these people buy a lot of properties around the city in the area. And so I know that, you know, they're handling multiple files. You have to stay on top of it. Um, you know, transaction coordinators are awesome for that. You get a great transaction coordinator and they'll help you. You know, if you're doing a big business as a real estate agent, they'll really help you keep on your timelines. Let me ask you a question here, just so people understand. Suppose they had to come to you two days before the deadline and said, we got some major issues. What happens then? We address those issues. Like, is this an as-is sale? Is this uh, a sale where the seller is willing to make some repairs? Well, I see that, you know, you're concerned about the plumbing. Let me let you know all of the plumbing pipes have been changed in the last, you know, less than two years. So, you know, we we troubleshoot and address and try to keep everything as a win-win because our job as a real estate agent, like people hire us to help them achieve their goals. And we have a duty to help them achieve their goals. And if that goal is to buy a property or sell a property, our goal is not to blow it up, blow up the deal. Exactly. To and help, make it work. Help everything move forward and make it work and get to close it. Correct. Yeah, correct. And on the, the standard contract, most contracts, I, I guess, Dawn, you've been in more states than, than me. Um, but they're similar. Yeah, they're, they're basically the same because you have a couple options, yeah. right? You can buy a house or a property as is with no due diligence. That's probably the, that, no, probably, that is the riskiest way. Because you have no opportunity. Now, the reason you would do that and the reason we did that is because we're buying it so cheap. We know the numbers will work. Inexpensive, Chad. And, <laughs> right, and we've already looked at the property. So sure. we may take our contractor with us when we look at the property. And when we make an offer, we already kind of, we, we pretty much know the condition. You know? Well, you know, let's do that with a caveat, right? A lot of the properties that we buy are, you know, the roof is caving in and it hasn't been occupied for many years. And. You know, there are holes in the floor. So we can look at it and understand that it's probably going to need plumbing and electrical and flooring and paint and a new roof and a little bit HVAC, of everything. right? Exactly. But consider a pretty house. Like I just uh, helped a person buy a very pretty house. And it was, you know, in a nice upscale neighborhood. And uh, it was a little bit dated, had some old like 1990s fabulous, you know, but didn't look like anything was majorly wrong. 90s well, fabulous. I know, love that. Yeah come to find out and you know i always encourage these investors to have an inspection come to find and i didn't represent them i didn't represent them on the buy side i represented them on the sell side so let's be clear about that right come to find out when they bought it without an agent it, there wasn't an hoa disclosed so you know it cost a lot of money to transfer into an hoa um it, there wasn't a, a roof inspection done the roof has to be replaced all of these things now that they own it that they didn't figure into their initial costs when that could they have been it. easily found out if they only had an inspection and how right. much is a, a, an inspection on a single family house three hundred dollars or something it's worth every penny how much was that new roof seven thousand dollars exactly so it's not and and we've had we've had people that we're working with say well i don't want an inspection and that's kind of a dangerous thing if you're buying a house and you just say, I don't want one. I mean, we've had people where they've just adamant about it, 
typically what we'll do is we'll we'll make them sign something saying you 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 were offered it at least so that later they can't come back and say well you didn't tell me i mean we we tell them we have it on paperwork you you have an opportunity to do this we want you to do it so that you know what you're getting so the first option is buying a property no due diligence period you know as is no due no diligence a second option is buying a property as is with diligence. So what that means is I'm buying it as is. I'm not going to ask you to do anything to the house. But if I find something I don't like during my diligence period, I can get out of the property. So I don't have to buy it and I get my earnest money back. So that's option two. The first option, you don't get any money back if you decide not to do it because you've done it as is, no no diligence. The third option is buying a property with full diligence period and the opportunity to come back during that period and say, I don't like the house, and you can either get out of the property because you don't like it, or you could um, ask the seller to do some things to get it to where they want it, you know, where it's uh, acceptable to sell it. And that opens the property back up to a, a negotiation period. Correct. Which is always the thing as you're selling a property, you have to be aware of. And that's why when we're selling a property, we try to go ahead and get an inspection before we sell it. Because we know that a buyer is probably going to do an inspection. And so why not go ahead and find out what issues might be there and go ahead and fix them before you sell the house. Yes. It makes it an easier process on the other end of that. But, but those are the options, as is no diligence as is with diligence or buying the property with the full diligence and the opportunity to ask you know, for some repairs or, or some concessions of some sort. I work with a, an investor who always wants 30 days due diligence. I mean, practically the entire contract due diligence just to give him the option of canceling. Not to hold that thought, Dawn. We're out you. of time on a hard break. See you in the, after the break. Welcome back to the final segment. I know it's sad. There are tears uh, across the. They want us to area. stay on the rest of the day, Chad. But we <laughs> got we got obligations. We have things to do, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, due diligent Our things podcast. to do. Yes. Good. So, but if you have a question or comment before we go, you can call us at eight zero three seven nine nine talk. That's eight zero three seven nine nine eight two five five. And before we. Uh, finish up our discussion on due diligence, Dawn and Larry. I have a couple quick headlines I thought Uh-oh. were interesting Uh-oh. We're for in us. trouble. No, they're just simple, right? 30-year fixed mortgages have inched up again to 6.43% as of April 27th. Still better than they were, but we see a little bit of an increase. It's going to continue to fluctuate. Uh, inflation is still a problem. And uh, I think a report just came out this morning. I heard that our uh, economy was only growing at like one percent, and jobs have kind of you know waned, I guess, a little. So we'll see this continue to fluctuate. You know, I don't understand jobs. If you go down any street, you see help wanted all over the place. So have we got everybody employed. <laughs> uh, exactly. And uh, so, number one, first headline of the day, interest rates have ticked up a little bit, but don't don't despair. They're going to continue to fluctuate. It's worth owning a property. 
pending you get that home. money back. <laughs> exactly. You get that money back on interest. Um, yeah. Pending home sales down yeah, in the first time for the first time in several months. Um, it's pending home sales declined in March. First recorded drop since last November, according to the National Association of Realtors. So we see this. Uh, we we still have an inventory problem. There's not enough product on the market. Um, and so even though pending home sales are down, uh, the prices have not went down where sure. we're at anyway and not sure. where Dawn is at. So because of inventory. Well, but they also they also haven't like been ballooning like they were you know, during the pandemic up until when the uh, interest rates started to go up. So it's not like um, the ha- housing prices haven't gone down, but they've kind of flattened, right? Exactly. Right. They, they haven't continued to go up. So All right. COVID period, we know. were seeing 20, 30% increases, and now it's three, four. So it's normal, in a, in a more normal, kind of a normal period. Increase, yeah. Yeah. The last headline, I just thought this one was interesting. Realtor.com looks beyond the stars with Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 promotion. Now, this is kind of funny. This is the headline. Ooh, are so, we building on Mars? Exactly. This is what it says, Dawn. It's just securing a home on Earth can be challenging to some, but finding an abode in the outer edges of the universe takes additional skill. So the the realtor to the stars, literally, right? I won't do that. <laughs> exactly. So you should start seeing some advertisements for Realtor.com that include, I guess, Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. So just interesting yeah. things. So lots on Mars. If anyone wants to give me a call, I'm ready to sell. They're a really good price. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Just getting there, transportation is a little problem. To only twenty thousand dollars a lot. Exactly, and you know, um, Elon Musk is really lot. determined to get to Mars. Yeah. So yeah. maybe he's the guy to talk to about going ahead and securing some um, some locations there. <laughs> so, no, talk to me seriously. Talk to me. Yes. I'm, I'm accessible. Right. <laughs> So this this pro, this this conversation though we're having about due diligence is a very important one. This is why we wanted to bring it up. Uh, the the process is part of buying. Uh, you know when you think of buying something at a store, you just go in and you think of what you want. You go pick it out or you're on Amazon or whatever. You pick it out, you buy it. It comes to your house or you go pick it out and pay it for it at the register. Buying a property is a little different because there's there's a process involved. Well, plus it's the largest investment most people ever make in their life. So you, as as professionals, we want to help them not make a mistake. Can I ask a question? Kevin has a question, yes. Yeah. Certainly. You're the owner I, of the station. Well, no, I, this is your baby, but I, <laughs> yes, I think sir. It's a, I'm looking at it from the, the layman point versus three professionals. My question is, how much of it is my job and how much of it is your job when it comes to due diligence? In other words, I'm saying you guys are my team. What Do I, uh, do I just follow your direction uh, or, or say, hey, we recommend this, This uh, you, you get this done. I just have to sign off on it. How much is my job versus your job to tell me what to do? Uh, that's a great question a great because question. I'm, I'm working with a client right now and they didn't know they, they've owned property um you know other prop not not single family and so when they came they were like we haven't bought a house in 40 years and so this is the the same conversation what do i do and so my comment is i will tell you what to do i will walk you through the process that's what a good person does right that's been in the business i'm like radio you know way more than we do you tell us what to do 
And so hopefully we listen, you know, and that's that's what you want a relationship where you have a client who says, you know, hey, I'll I'll let you lead in this so that you can guide me through the process with the less pain as possible. Right. I mean, yeah. as as the customer, I'm going to stay in my lane and let you stay in your lane. But I still need you guys to, to drive the train. Yeah, and you can change. You I'm can tell us, no, I don't want to do right. that. Or, yes, right. I will. That's, right. that's up to and the part client. of that is, uh, Dawn, and you've probably seen this, too. Like uh, Kevin's question is good because during the process, we also are advising folks that are coming saying, hey, I, what do I what do I do when I get the inspection? We're also telling them, look, when you get the inspection, don't if, be shocked. Don't be shocked that it's 40 right. pages. <laughs> Because right. somebody well, can look know. at that and go like, oh, my gosh, I'm not buying this place. It's 40 pages of uh, problems. It's right. 40 well, pages you know, telling you everything with that, that product, that property that yeah. you're buying. The light in the hall doesn't work. Exactly. The bulb's burned to, out. I mean, You know, to prepare the buyer, don't be shocked when you see it because no house is perfect. Even brand new construction houses have, like, you know, some things that probably still need to be completed, right? So, right. um, uh, we don't, we don't I, pay I inspectors to find nothing. To, <laughs> they, they will find things. Exactly. 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 Fault finders. I always <laughs> advise buyers to attend the inspection if they can, because if they aren't able to in- attend it, um, then I will attend it for them or one of my mm-hmm. team will attend it for them. Because, uh, when they get that inspection, we don't want them to be shocked. We want their answers. And, and, you know, this is part of that answered before they get that report. Right. It and that helps a lot. Dawn. And that's part of the process too, is the inspectors that we use are folks that we usually have some kind of a relationship with that we know and that we trust, trust. because I've been with inspectors that scare people. They, mm-hmm. they, they're yeah. good at that. You know, like, oh my gosh. We have a leak under the house. Well, what do you do to fix that? You get a plumber under there, and he fixes it. And, you know, that's that's what you do. And so um, this is what we kind of will do is guide people through that process and hopefully working with folks that are, you know, reasonable and can kind of work, work with folks during that uh, difficult process at times and share that information where it's um, – where it's where you can look at it right. and level-headed. Well, you know, Right. And, you know, maybe advise them, okay, so you see these cracks, would you like to get uh, an engineering report or a foundation inspection to make sure that there aren't foundation problems, it's just regular right. settling. And Dawn, you know, we so, have a caller. Yeah. Oh, great. I love that. All right, David, good to have you with us. Hey, happy Wednesday. I'm sorry, happy Friday, y'all. Yes, sir. Got my days mixed up here. <laughs> um, two quick questions here near the end of the show. It might fit in kind of at the end. Um, on the subject of the inspections and whatnot, um, can you kind of define how as is, as is, is? In other words, you know, what what length do you consider as is? Do you absolutely consider it absolutely nothing, or or does as is still kind of imply, well, certain things shouldn't be wrong with it, whatnot? And the second question I have is, I had a buyer on my house um, back out. We we both finally agreed to a, to a contract, and I signed it, and he didn't, and he backed out. So if he comes back around a second time, how should I handle him as far as should I say, no, look, uh, you don't come back, or should I say yes, come back? But you're going to do the old, the old uh, offer and give them a short time frame. But I was just curious y'all's opinions. Thank you. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. So the the first question is, what is as is? It's whatever you determine it. I mean, as is. If you're saying I'm buying it as is, it leaves it in your court. You know, like if you're if you do it with diligence, you and you're buying it as is, 
you could say, you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna if there's plumbing leaks, if there's it, I'll I'll take it. You, you, um, you still get to go in and do your report, do, your inspections, exactly. even though it's as is. That as is inspection is for your knowledge as a buyer. And if there's something in there that's a big old deal breaker, like a foundation or a new roof, you can um, walk. You know, they might come back and still say, listen, this was discovered. We need to address this. I understand. I said as is, but um, it kind of blows my budget. Or you know, so they still have the opportunity to cancel, renegotiate, or move on. Exactly. And um, as is, and Dawn, it's interesting because we've had people make offers on properties that are as is, and then after they did inspections, come back and ask for something anyway. And that's right. And so we have an opportunity to either say yes, we'll do that, or no. But uh, the right. owner still has right. a responsibility if they ask to tell them if anything's wrong. Exactly. That's so, true. That's true. Just like with David. The other and, and the other question was, what should you do if this person comes back? It's it's a new contract. Yeah. Now, they may know something that they didn't know before that could affect their decision, but it's a brand new contract. So every contract stands on its own. I don't know if that answers the question, but so every one, time you make you an know, offer, yeah, it's new. Can, it's a new offer. Renegotiate for a new price if you're comfortable, if both parties are still comfortable with that original offer. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just it's a new negotiation. And at the end of the day, especially in real estate, it has to be a win win. It has to feel good for both parties. So long as you can come to that meeting of the minds, David, and make everything feel good, then um, then yay, go for it or good enough. Right. Good, good enough, enough to good get enough. the offer done, get the contract done. And like like Erica said earlier, get to a closing table because that's what we all want. Get to a closing table. And the due diligence period is not to blow up a deal. It can. But the point is just to see what you got. And so we'll have to stop right there. Thank you guys for joining us. See you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Admit it, you've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believe you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.